0: Chapter Two of Neighbours by Florence Morse Kingsley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. It was five o'clock that same afternoon before Miss Bennet set forth. A flat parcel done up in newspaper containing Mrs. Pettibone's complete garment on her arm. Greatly to her surprise, no one had called to congratulate her on the new sign. Nobody apparently had so much as noticed it. Yet there it was, the one conspicuously new and fresh object on the weather beaten front of the little house. Malvina Bennett, dressmaker. tain't as if them lilac bushes was in the way, cogitated Miss Bennett. A body can't help seein' it whichever way they come. tain't so to say showy and like that, but it's neat and it's got style to it like my sewin'. I don't care what anybody says to the contrary, but if all my customers was to flock to that critter over trimmer's store for their spring suits, what with more and more of them takin' ready-maids?" Miss Bennett bit off the thread of her unhappy hypothesis like a length of thread. I'll bet it's a lot more unlucky to arbor fears and forebodings than to forget to knock on wood, she told herself resolutely. Like enough Pa was skeered into a fit o' sickness if all was knowed. Her land i'd rather not on wood to my dyin day than have ma pick out my funeral hymns premature <laughs> she was still nerving herself to meet future adversity when she arrived at the parsonage gate if i tell philura i mean mrs rev pettibone maybe she can put me on the right track meditated the little dressmaker there don't seem to be nothin philura can't get out of the surrounding atmosphere now take that baby Land, I hope it comes to town all right. Maybe I'd better knock on wood. No one answered her modest summons at the front door and after a discreet pause she ventured a second pull at the old-fashioned bell handle. I can hear it ring inside, she assured herself as she listened with bent head. Anyway, she won't be going out now. It was the minister himself who presently opened the door mr pettibone appeared pale almost haggard and his iron gray hair stood up in wild confusion above his forehead he stared uncomprehendingly at miss bennett i come to bring mrs pettibone's morning wrapper she said timidly i've been quite a spell getting it all finished off but here it is at last and i hope she'll like it she thrust the parcel into mr pettibone's unwilling hand and turned to go away oh miss um, <clears throat> malvina something in the minister's voice challenged attention miss bennet paused tentatively on the doorstep i um, <clears throat> i'm sure mrs pettibone would wish uh, w- in short won't you step in for a moment <laughs> miss bennet obeyed and the two stood facing each other in the semi-obscurity of the passage i, uh, <clears throat> I uh, possibly you have been aware a sound from above stairs interrupted the minister's speech a sound once heard never to be forgotten it was the weak yet raucous protest of a human being newly introduced to this world of strife miss bennett clasped her hands in wordless emotion oh. <laughs> It appears my son prefers to announce himself," said Mr. Pettibone, with a queer shake in his voice. For land's sake, murmured Miss Bennet, when did it come? This morning, early, uh, to be exact, at almost precisely seventeen minutes past four. Philura, I mean Mrs. Reverend Pettibone, is she... uh..." The minister cleared his throat. Obviously, he was listening with some uneasiness to the persistent sounds from above. They ceased suddenly, and he drew a relieved breath. "'Oh, Mrs. Pettibone is, uh, I am pleased to tell you, uh, that she is, um, as well as can be expected, I suppose,' inferred Miss Bennett, nodding her head sagely. "'There ain't much more to be said the morning after.' She spoke with certain knowledge of that dread valley of the shadow which her friend had lately traversed an expression of poignant recollection passed over the minister's pale face that my wife is alive this morning he said slowly and able to rejoice with me albeit feebly over the uh, happy event is a matter in in short a subject for um, i'll bet you're both glad it's over broke in miss bennett i know i be and i guess the whole parish'll draw a long breath what with her age and all. I'll go now and tell Miss Deaconess buckthorn and she'll pass the word to Lecty Pratt, and be two o'clock everybody in town'll know. <laughs> Mr pettibone shrugged his shoulders resignedly. If I was you, pursued the spinster, I'd muffle this here doorbell, so she won't hear it janglin' when folks begin to come and inquire. And don't you let nobody upstairs. I don't care who they be nor what they say some folks has got about as much sense as hens.' The minister bowed his acknowledgements and murmured something about the doctor's orders. "'And if you should need me for anything, settin' up night so like that, just let me know. I'd admire to do for that baby. Land, when I think of Flora.' She turned and went rather blindly down the steps and so out into the street with a total forgetfulness of the paper parcel containing a blue morning wrapper elaborately shirred and trimmed with cascades of white lace the price of which was to have cancelled her growing obligation to mr salter when she did think of it it was to picture to herself the new-made mother holding the infant in her arms it'll be just the thing for it to set up in she told herself happily and to think o me working like all possessed to get it finished in time End of chapter 2.